0: Garage Night, where predictions are vetted. I am Randall, and I'm joined by my co-hosts.
1: I'm Jeff. And I'm Andy. And tonight we're going to talk about our actual Garage Night, the one we did IRL, uh, the new Ford Mustang Mach 1, and much, much more tonight.
0: So let's uh, start off with our rides segment. Uh, So last weekend, Andy was in town. And I decided to do some work on the uh, 540i. Um, I wasn't happy with the uh, state of the interior trim on the beamer. Uh, the original wood grain trim had been covered by a, kind of a faux brushed aluminum tape. Uh, the tape job wasn't bad, but it wasn't like ideal. Uh, the corners, especially, were like they hadn't pleated it, so it kind of bunched up. Uh, and so I, I asked uh, Jeff and Andy what, you know, what I should do about that. And we kind of settled on trying like a, like a piano black, a gloss black. Um, so we scheduled a real garage night since Andy was in, in town uh, at Jeff's place. Uh, I arrived a little bit earlier and Jeff and I began the process of removing the tape and the trim. So this was Jeff's favorite part.
1: It was it was terrible. I hated that. It was it was the stickiest stuff and there was no lip and I have no fingernails. So I was it took me one. Randy got all of his pieces done and I was still on my first piece. So
0: I think I think typical
1: garage night fashion. Jeff wasn't doing anything. Everyone else was doing the work.
0: I don't think you even finished that one piece. I'm pretty sure that you got most of the way through and you had you had stripped just pieces off instead of pulling it off as a sheet. And I was like, I'll just go yes. ahead and finish that. You can start sanding on stuff.
1: Which I did do. I did do some good sanding. Yeah. So, you know, hey, I did do something.
0: So we we scuffed it up just with some uh what was that? Uh standard fine Scotch Bright that we used?
1: Yeah, it was it was just the regular uh burgundy scotch brite. Um it was a uh it it had like it was like a wood veneer uh trim piece, right? It was real wood. With like a uh, with like an acrylic, uh, I don't know, clear over the top of it, something like that, or a lacquer finish.
0: Yeah, basically, kind of, kind of like that. Uh, as you pull the pieces off, and you look at the back side, it's it's an aluminum, you know, kind of a folded aluminum sheet already, or or some type of metal, uh, and you can see the wood grain on the back through uh, through holes in the back, so you know it's actual wood, which is neat. But yeah, it had some kind of heavy, heavy uh, lacquer over the top for durability. But it was still, um, it was still not in great shape. Some of the pieces had already been kind of scuffed up, so I didn't feel too bad about trying a, a paint kind of thing on them. Um, yeah, so so we got the the tape off and got it sanded up and. About that time, Andy shows up. Um, so, of course, all work basically comes to a halt. Uh, <laughs> so about an hour later, we decide we, uh, we've we done like one, one and a half coats on stuff. And we realize, hey, we should have this job done. So uh, we go to load up and I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll take the Beamer. And I hop in and realize that uh, I had removed the shift knob to paint the uh the insert in that and so it was wet (laughs) on the ground with a coat of paint on it like oh okay we won't then and we all piled in jeff's chevy uh to you know go out to the home depot and they were closed so we went to the Lowe's and got paint Uh, and that was the first time i had sat in there was a back seat in the chevy i didn't know that it happened That's what yeah, probably a am
1: With with seat belts even. <laughs> which which is new. Not <laughs> at all. Though,
0: with all three of us in there. And,
1: and did it bottom out, out at all when you were in the car? No. Yeah, it was pretty good. I was I was super happy now that it's not hitting the floor anymore on the drive shaft, so I'm pretty happy with that. <laughs> yeah, it, that and with the,
2: the the tranny fixed, it drove really nice.
1: It wasn't too bad. We all had our masks on, though, just so everyone's clear. We were being very safe, very safety-conscious. <laughs> yes.
0: yes. To be clear, we, 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 did, we did wear our masks uh, pretty much all night, uh, save for the very end of the night, where we were in having adult beverages, and we scattered amongst uh, Jeff's furniture <laughs> in his living room. So we were more than six feet from each other, for sure, and besides, there is no virus that could live in our mouths at the <laughs> time uh, with, the, with the
1: amount of whiskey. Good, good, so, call. Let's be safe. Drink a lot, and, and
2: you won't <laughs> yeah, get sick. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's if, the closest if we are over
1: twenty-one, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure clearly, sure, clearly, sure, we all weren't drinking before we were twenty-one. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um,
0: no, I, I, I never did. I am. You are strange. pretty straight
1: edge. But we put on water. We put on a different final coat, too, because we were using so... I'll, I'll even plug it because I love this stuff, but we use Rust-Oleum Appliance Epoxy um, for the paint, which I've used on chassis parts and wheels, and it holds up beautifully well to everything, and it doesn't need a primer, which is really good. And it's not really an epoxy. It's like a high, super high-gloss enamel. It's almost like a Port 15 type thing, but it, it's not quite... But I really love the finish it gives. And so I had a couple of half, like, quarter cans of that laying around. That's what we put our first two coats on. And uh, after we kind of looked at the finish, it was a little orange peely. And when you get inside the BMW, you know, orange peel just doesn't cut it. So we decided, no, this isn't a Ford or a Chevy, you know. It needed to be really high quality. So we are like, well, let's put on another coat. So we went and bought some Krylon appliance epoxy, which I was a little leery of, but actually turned out pretty good. So... uh,
0: it didn't. It didn't react at all. It went right over the last coat um, of the of the other brand, and even even now, it's it's still uh, no. I don't see any any major problems with it. But we didn't end up getting the project finished, so I am still rolling around <laughs> in a super cool no interior oh, trim car. It, for you, um, yeah, that's just what you've been dealing with for a year. <laughs>
1: Because, that's
0: true. yeah, yeah, exactly. Weight reduction. That's well, no, they're oh, in the trunk, so I just moved, distribution. moved the weight
1: back a little bit.
0: <laughs> well, it's a beamer. It's already
1: 50-50. Hey, my Chevy's fifty-fifty. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. So why didn't we get why didn't we get it done? What? what helps? dry
2: time, drying. Yeah. <laughs> hour
0: long and then we may or, yeah we may have decided to which go which was first. well worth um, well worth the time yeah and we really wanted to bring the beamer too so we uh <laughs> we went ahead and i just put saran wrap on the wet paint on the uh it was on actually the shift a zip bag that we uh, then
1: cut when it stuck to the to the to the wet paint and we just used a razor yep cut it with a razor
0: blade <laughs> Mm -hmm. which I
1: think we discovered. I think that's a new art style
0: though. It's actually kind of neat. I'll, I'll, I'll put a a shot up on Instagram. It's probably already up by the time you're hearing this. Um, but yeah, it kind of made a a neat, neat little pattern on there, but so the rest of it still needs to be, we got to do like a, like a wet Mm -hmm. sand to kind of get rid of, uh, there's not really runs so much as, uh, trying to fill in some cracks and stuff. Like I said, this wasn't in perfect shape. Uh, and new trim for this car is wow, twenty six hundred dollars for the, set.
1: the car. Um, that's substantial. Eleven hundred dollars more than you paid for the car. So yeah, I think that. I think anything you do to it, it will be an improvement. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, just yeah.
0: just about. Um, so it'll be nice. We'll get. Uh, a few more coats on that. We'll wet sand to get a few more coats, and then we'll see. But we might like a like a clear coat, kind of a guard coat sort of a thing over it to try and keep it from uh, from going bad. Because I don't know if you guys have any experience with this. I mean, Jeff doesn't have anything that has paint on it, but my wheels. For me, <laughs> I, I had a uh, an escape with piano black trim. And that stuff got scratched up immediately. Also my iPhone seven, I got the fancy one with the uh, gloss black finish, man. That just looks like terrible after two months. But uh, Andy has some experience with uh, kind of clear coating over interior. And he says that it holds up pretty well.
2: Yeah. All my, all my stuff on the six here that was all painted green. It was all body color green and had a good amount of clear on it. And it, held up pretty good you.
1: you used automotive like uh two-part clear coat catalyzed clear coat didn't you
2: it was the same the literally the same paint it's i had all the stuff the interior stuff painted at the same time i had the bumpers and um, right, right, right not painted yeah so it's yeah the same stuff that's on the exterior but yeah, i you, been... you just treat it like normal exterior paint you know with with clear you can you know if it does start to fade whatnot you know you can touch it up and bump, right but it's you know it's the main thing is put enough on there that you have material to work with.
1: Yeah. I think, I think you'll be, whether you decide to do clear or leave it, I think that paints hardy enough to withstand any scratching. I mean, I've had it on my wheels. I've had it on my steering wheel on the Falcon uh, for, I don't know, three years now. And like, it's held up incredibly well. Like, and I'm, I'm not really super easy on my shit. You know, I, I, I wash it once a year and you know, like it's not, I mean, it's, it's well cared for mechanically, but, like, cosmetically, meh, you know. Uh, but either way you go, you can't really be hurt. So, if you decide to put clear over it, I think you'd be good. Uh, just if you do buy clear, don't buy, like, cheap rustoleum. Like, if you're going to do a clear on it, I would do, like, a nice, like, high-grade clear. I have a, some stuff you can get. Um, you can get it in industrial finishes, but they have – it's called, like, Rapid Max. It's that two-part clear. And what you do is it's actually in a can, and you shake it up, and you – basically puncture a little hole in the bottom and it releases its catalyst inside of the can. And uh, you shake that up and you've got like 15 minutes to work with it. And then that'll create like a super hard clear coat finish. that's UV safe. We actually did my dad's, uh, he's got a 07 Tahoe and his trim started failing on one side, like the clear coat started failing. We sanded it all down, re-sprayed it with the factory color match stuff with the rattle can and then went over with that clear and you couldn't even tell, like you never would have guessed that it was redone.
0: Well so that's kind of what I want to do is uh, protect it in a way that I don't have to worry about it again.
1: Well, being that it's interior, you'll probably be fine. And in worst case, dude, like get some clear bra, wrap it in clear bra or something like if you if you're super concerned. But honestly,
0: that's the thought something something like a physical coat. But I don't want it to change the uh, the fit because I don't think that the tolerances are wide enough to really uh, put up with uh, a thick, thick physical wrap like that's that why like I'd clear it. I like like use aluminum tape. Use a good clear. Well, that <laughs> tape you you felt that tape. It was super I was thin. Kidding. I was kidding. <laughs> I think if you use a good clear
2: over it, you'll be fine.
0: Well, I'm excited about that, and I was really excited to finally get to roll around with uh, Jeff Chevy again, and take Andy in the, uh, in the five series. Yeah. The five series. That the five fun, series so gonna, nice. Yeah. I kind of want you to, to <laughs> just like puff up my ego about the car and just <laughs> like, tell me, but tell me, tell me the bad too. Like, what did you like? What were you surprised about? What did you expect more from, you know, me and Jeff kind of talked a lot about it on the first episode uh, of the podcast. Um, there, talked about how we felt about it, the car, but really, you had already moved, and this was your first chance with the car. Yeah, yeah. It,
2: it really, without driving it, I couldn't tell you know a lot of really what it was lacking. You know, I you know getting feedback from you. I mean, you would start to notice a little bit of the brake fade towards the end of the drive. You could, you know, from riding in it. Um, I mean, other than that, really, there's nothing else I didn't it didn't feel like I was lacking anything the I think you'll agree on this though is the most notable thing is how well insulated that sunroof cover it
0: works (laughs) (laughs) it's it's like a 10
2: decibel sound reduction
0: it was pretty crazy so we we rolled around most of the night with it open and uh and we were kind of talking it was still relatively quiet and comfortable but uh I just – I don't even know why it kind of piqued my interest, but I went, oh, the cover stand. If everyone doesn't know, there's the shade that you can close to cover up the sun. In the night, in the middle of the night when there's no sun and – yeah. Yeah, but that's always a piece of cardboard with some felt over it. Um, But for some reason, when we closed the cover on the sunroof that night, like we – Sat in silence for how long? (laughs) A
2: a couple minutes at least.
0: (laughs) Just just just, just sat, just complete, just, and we could hear the exhaust a lot better too. So it was just cutting out wind noise, and the engine was still strong.
1: I tell you, man, if I ever want to buy a like cheap performance car or daily driver or anything, I would look to a BMW 5 Series because that car, well specifically on the V8 because that car does everything you could ever want it to do. Um, The only thing I dislike about that car is just like the aesthetics of the interior don't really suit my tastes. Um, But the way it drives and mechanically is beyond anything that you could ever hope to get out of, I don't know, any new car. I've ridden in some new cars and they just don't have the, the character that like that balanced feel, the, the lack of drama when you're pushing it to its limit and just it's so good like I don't know Andy if you could you feel it when we were going on the corners like I was I was there was a few times I was pushing the Chevy you know like eight tenths but I was pretty much just having a good spirited drive but like when you were in the BMW I know you can't do it from the passenger seat as much but could you tell how planted that was in the corners it it never
2: felt uncomposed, even not you know not feeling it you know driving driving it wise just sitting in the passenger seat. It never felt like it was uncomposed, even when you know we would would Randy would start to you know push it a little bit into the corners. It never felt uncomposed. It 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 always drove really nice.
1: And these these roads aren't great. Like they're not these aren't racetrack roads. These are chewed yeah. to shit back roads. Like my my Chevy was rattly little. Tin can, and when I was cruising around, <laughs> like it, yeah. yeah, like the front end of that car just always feels just super tinny and rattly. Like you know, it it handles well, and if it and if I had like maybe some carpet and some door panels or headliner, any type of sound insulation in it, it might feel a little bit better. But like it's not, it's not super nice to be in. But when I'm in the BMW, like it's it's really composed.
0: So one thing I want to try and shore up for Andy is you, Jeff, you got a chance to ride in it with me on about the same roads. We took a very similar route. Mm -hmm. Then I forced you to drive it. uh, And so you kind of got a back-to-back comparison with how it felt versus what it was capable with you driving. Mm -hmm. Um, So Andy only having one side of that, could you try to explain kind of what direction he should expect the car to feel when he does get a chance to drive it?
1: Um, It's, you know, like uh, I'm trying to think, because I rode in your six. I don't think I ever got to drive your six when you had it, but I got to ride in it plenty of times and it always felt really grippy and it felt fairly balanced. Like it was better balanced than my Fox body for sure. Uh, But my Fox body could hang this car, like the BMW, like the front and rear feel connected, like, perfectly. Like, there's no, like, they don't disagree at all. Like, you don't get upset on a bumpy road. You don't get a weird turn-in where the back end feels like it's just hanging on because of mechanical grip, uh, if that makes sense. Like, you're not you're not sheer loading that tire. Like, the way that the body rolls is just enough to put enough normal force down into the tire that you're really... Hooking hard. Like, it's not just relying on that adhesion. Like, I feel like if that even makes sense, like, you know, when you get into a car and somebody rips a horn, corner really hard and they have too stiff a, of a suspension and you feel that tire just like hanging on for dear life. You know, most Mustangs do this because they chew up tires like crazy because they have poor suspension design. The BMW doesn't feel that way to me. Like, when you get into it, everything feels super, super homogenous. That turn in is is so confidence inspiring because you can feel the back end working exactly the way the front end is working. Like they're working perfectly in harmony. Nothing is upset. And the spring rate and the damping rate is super dialed in where you hit a bump mid corner and you can still push through the corner. Whereas if you're in a solid axle car, like any of my cars, it upsets the car as soon as you hit a bump. Like, honestly, like my Chevy probably the best, but in the Mustang and in the Falcon for sure, you can notice when you're in a corner and you're ripping pretty hard, and you hit a bump, and it steps the back end out like it just wants to kind of kick out a little bit because that's yeah. where your inertia is going. But with that, with that IRS, and I'm sure maybe even your Mustang's this way because uh, now you have an IRS in yours, but it's really like it just that individual wheel takes up that that bump, and you just keep pushing through the corner. Like I drove Randy's car faster than I probably ever driven any of my cars on that road the first time I drove that car, like. It, I, I knew it that well instantly. it was just intuitive. Wow um, I don't know if that even makes like I'm just'm I'm, I'm gushing about this, this $1500 car that he bought but it really the chassis in it is really 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 good and the way it drives is really good and I, I you know I hope next time you're in town that, and you give me my antenna back um, you should drive that car uh, for sure.
2: Yeah, I, I I definitely do look forward to driving it next time I'm over there. Whenever that is,
1: maybe daylight.
0: Daylight. Maybe a little bit drier roads to it. It it had rained earlier that day. It wasn't raining, but it had rained earlier that day, and it was still kind of uh, slick out a little bit. So we didn't feel like pushing our luck that night.
1: Yeah, it was perfect uh, drift weather though. Like there were definitely some corners where I was like sliding it, and I was just like, you know. I'm gonna give it a little more throttle. Let me just hang this a little bit. It was. It was like, I will.
0: I will say, and Andy, let me know if I'm if I'm off base. We kind of tried to drift the five. Like I turned off the traction control, and we tried to punch it. We tried to do yeah. a burnout in a in a place where it would be legal um,
1: for those. We were in Mexico? Yeah,
0: yeah, in Mexico. Everything's done Mexico, and it didn't do it. Now, Andy, would you would you say that's the rear end, the the open rear end, or was it the electronics? Was it conditions? Was it me? The
2: the I don't think it's the open diff. It if it was going to it 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 would have just went, but it it just it.
0: Do you think I just wasn't pushing the car hard mm-hmm. enough to make it do it?
2: Maybe not hard enough. I don't want to say necessarily like there was plenty of opportunity for loose grip, but it felt like when you tried to, it compensated so well and carried through the corner like you have to really push it hard to make it misbehave
0: i wouldn't mind you you hurting my feelings and saying well he just doesn't know how to drive the car that's fine but i'm just trying to see if is it the suspension is just made to grip so that it's that much that's what it harder? that's what it feels like it feels like the
2: suspension's a little bit softer but it's but it bites better you know like it, it's more of a drive you really do have to kind of give it a couple more tents to throw it in to make it
0: do that. It, so, it, could this be, it could kinda, this be it's a, it's a what we talk about? Car. With, I'm sorry. I stepped on you on, on that last bit.
2: No, no, no you're fine. Yeah, it, it's it, it feels like it's just, you know, it's a better composed car. Like you need to throw more at it to make it misbehave. It It's got, you know, more give to it before it, you know, wants to step out on the corners.
0: Is this what we've you know all heard about? But you know, I hadn't experienced until now. I've only had American cars. When people say that you know the Japanese and the European cars are better cars, but the American cars are more fun, is this what they're talking about? Where it's just easy to make a Mustang uh, step out and drift and crash into crowds? Whoops! I mean, um, and just do burnouts and stuff. Is that? Is this what they're talking about, it, is that the European and Japanese cars are so dialed it that really, it's hard it could to do? Be. Yeah, yeah, it, it could be. I mean, that's
2: – I haven't driven it still, but, I mean, I haven't ridden in a, a ton of them either. You know, that's the first, you know, real drive I've went in one, and that's kind of what it seems like, you know. It's, it's it's real easy to throw a little bit of throttle in a little wet road and make a Mustang. misbehave and spin around. Sure, it's easy and fun, but – I think you're. I think you're right on point there.
1: I've driven a few Japanese cars uh, of kind of the same vintage, uh, Subaru. Uh, what have I driven? Miatas. Um, my buddy has a an '80s three two three GTX, um, and I, I'll say they handle pretty well. Um, I'd say they're not nearly the level of your five forty so i think in in terms of factory handling ability i think european uh and i'm just based solely on your experience on the experience in your car because i haven't been in very many european cars literally i think is just yours maybe my buddy's audi oh no i've been in my buddy's audi and that was pretty good um he has an s3 but uh the european cars seem to really handle the best Um, and followed by Japanese cars I think in general and then American cars tend to follow. And that may not be true for the latest gen. I haven't been in any newer Mustangs. I haven't even been in your dad's boss yet, Andy, but I think that uh, I think that that's generally been the rule of thumb and, you know, maybe the bad handling characteristics of the American cars are why they're so fun. Cause you can just kind of like hang them out. Like you're saying, um, unfortunately the bad geometry is kind of, uh, you know, the bad, bad suspension geometry is kind of bit Ford uh, Mustang owners uh, more notoriously than others um, because they really don't burn out like your vintage muscle cars do. You know, that that threshold of grip is a lot higher. So you reach speeds a lot higher before when, when traction kicks in, when you're doing your, your sweet burnouts at Cars and Coffee. And so, you know, that, that kind of stuff. You know, that pushing of the envelope to such a higher uh, higher threshold of grip uh, kind of bites you in the butt. You know, when you're a 60-year-old guy trying to relive your youth and you do a sweet burnout like you used to do back in the day in your Mustang with 200 horsepower and 195 series tires, and now you're in a, you know, GT350 with 400 plus horsepower and you're doing a burnout and your tires are spinning at 80 miles an hour, but you're going 10 And when they decide to fight, you're not going to know what's going to happen because that's not intuitive anymore. Um, You know, like, uh, I don't know where I'm going with that, but, you know, American cars are fun. But I think European cars can be just as fun. (laughs)
0: Well, if need for speed is to be believed, um, the, you know, the American cars are all about straight line. The Japanese cars are for drifting and the European cars are for corners. (laughs) Yep. Vague that's that's what actually, video games right? taught me about cars. So yeah. that makes me an SAE mechanic. There
1: you go. I think, so. certified. I think that's certified. Yeah.
0: Um, if we have no direct thoughts about that, um, then we'll move on. Uh, so for this segment, we're going to ask Jeff to remove his headphones and go outside and go and look by your chimney. By chimney? And that's what we said. Remove your headphones, go outside, and look by your chimney.
1: Ah, I have to get up.
0: Yep. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Alright, so, to catch you guys up. While we hung out last weekend on our way out, we stole Jeff's antenna off of his Mustang. <laughs> uh, loyal fans will remember that this is a classic Jeff prank but this may be the tallyho incident
2: this is, see, this
0: is a stroke of randy genius here oh it was a, it was a team effort uh, a few days later we sent him a pic a, a picture of andy when he was leaving back to idaho holding the antenna Here's where it gets good, and I'll let Andy kind of blow the doors off of this. <laughs> so, the
2: preface of this is we send him the picture as I'm heading out of state with the antenna, which isn't actually Oh, his I own.
1: hate you guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. We're just about to explain it. Uh-huh. So, now, now that you're back, well, we, Jeff, the the picture of said antenna of me driving into Idaho is a picture of me driving with the with the antenna off the lightning. Oh, you took your dad's antenna. <laughs> I took that. He picture.
1: No, he took that picture he took that while picture he was still in Oregon. Before. Oh, you shithead! You guys <laughs> have had this plan. Planned,
0: we have this plan days in advance. Yes.
1: Uh,
0: when, this is the last when, time when I when you, you guys come When over. you
2: closed your garage door, we pulled the wrench out of Randy's trunk. Took your antenna and hit it next to your chimney. This well,
0: here, this mm. gets better. The antenna wa- the antenna the, the wrench I had in the five series is actually a bit too big. Yeah. Uh, luckily, Andy is a mechanic.
2: <laughs> yeah. Did he wedge a <laughs> piece of cardboard or something. Like a millimeter, and it wouldn't work. I said, "Do you have a penny?"
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good. The penny in
2: the, between the wrench and the antenna spun that sucker right off. Hit it and took off.
1: Uh.
0: And minutes minutes went by, like I'm like, okay, where are we gonna hide it? We went, and we hit it. And not a minute later, as we're still kind of saying our goodbyes and getting in our cars, uh, Jeff's girlfriend comes in and we're just trying not to bust up. Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> I Oh yeah, really. Yeah, we're we're leaving. She's Bye. Trying, Bye. We're trying not to break up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, she would have totally been in on. It. if you told her what you did, she would have been like she would oh, have never told me
0: probably oh if if she would have seen us over there and we hadn't figured out how to get it off she'd have she'd have been like here i'll run in and grab a wrench and like put it outside for you to like she would have she would have been all
1: over it oh yeah anything she can do to fuck with me is all sorry i can't sit screw with me is <laughs> really uh really really lightens her day up so and and this has been now
2: six days since now jeff's just now finding Finding out about Yeah, this, this has
1: been six he days. He said he said I've in our group chat today awesome he
2: wants crap. his antenna back. <laughs> yes, <laughs> days after
1: he's had it the whole. I just been. I was I was sitting in line at DEQ for an hour and fifteen minutes without my radio.
2: Oh. I'm just
1: <laughs> irritated that I'm sitting here like <laughs> oh, I hate it's, you, Andy. It's,
0: it's got two levels, Jeff. Jeff, it was right there. It was right by your chimney. It, it was you oh, know, right one, If
1: you just know where to look for your antenna. You... <laughs> Didn't you look in your antenna garden? You know, I hadn't remembered planting one.
2: It's right next to the shorty we got you. Oh, perfect.
1: Is it out there too? you going to make me get up and go back out there?
2: No, no, it's still growing. It'll be there next time I come.
1: Oh, perfect. That's a sprout. That's a sprout. It's a, it's a seedling right now. I might already have a replacement antenna on order on eBay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> really better than we could have ever hoped
1: it's okay i can have two antennas on my fox body it'll be it'll be great
2: it's all right and,
1: and folks <laughs> this is why
2: jeff buys stock and loctite
0: yeah <laughs> have one time he doesn't have
2: that. loctite on his antenna in the last three years i swipe it
1: did we tell him about the ac that you always like to do Oh, we, we did the AC. We've we the, we did the, the AC. AC. Yeah. Did you guys do the speakers, the, the subwoofer? Yep. Yep. Yeah, we did the yeah, subwoofer. We, we the BDK yeah. stickers, the Honda <laughs> emblem. Um, My
0: dude, if you would listen to the episodes yeah.
1: after <laughs> yeah. them. No, I'm just making sure that we just have a full list here of the things that happened that haven't stopped for uh, the 10, 11 years we've been hanging out. And <laughs>
0: just to be just to be clear. It really hasn't stopped because yeah. we just did it again. It, it, yeah. Exactly. It doesn't quit. It just gets more
2: elaborate, really. It does.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now me and Andy have a few months to plan the next one. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, great. You know where we're going to not do the garage night this time? My house. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're going to
2: show up, we're going to get you.
1: I don't even have an antenna on the Chevy. You're going to have to come up with something more clever. Well, yeah, I'm going ah, to we... put one on the Chevy.
0: take it off we're gonna unplug your subs in the chevy (laughs) good luck segway (laughs) Ah. yeah oh
1: segway hey good i
0: didn't
1: even think about that randy
0: found a scooter scooter. (laughs) Scooter.
1: so uh today i uh was really bored like i had we had yesterday off from work and I did everything even listen I, to
0: music in your car. What are you supposed to do?
1: <laughs> you know, I would have, if I had my antenna, um, <laughs> but, uh, so I was, I, I've been wanting to do like this, like cool. I have these subs in my, in my, uh, like small, little, like eight inch subs in there kind of tucked in between the, uh, the springs for the, for the trunk that hold the trunk up. And, uh, I've been wanting to do like a barnwood cover for him, just something cool and rustic that looks old school. And I've been waiting on my dad, and he's been just busy and stuff. So I was like, ah, you know, I'm really bored today. Like, shelly has got the PS4 on lock, so I can't play any video games. Um, and I'm uh, so I worked out. I'm like, you know, really need to do something. Uh, why don't we get some cedar? Uh, she had to go with her aunt or something to go get some stuff from Home Depot. I'm like, pick me up some cedar and some paint, and so she got me some cedar uh pieces of uh fence post, like really thin and i was like oh this would be perfect and i had some leftover like form metal grating stuff uh that we use for our uh for our drains in our house and I took those, and uh i i'm like oh, i'm gonna I, I i'm gonna burn this cedar so i i fitted everything up and i i took a propane torch and some paint and i painted the the cedar and kind of got the got the paint this like dark uh, blackish uh, brown paint into the like grains of the cedar, and then I sanded it and like marred it up and hit it with bolts and hammers and made it all look all worn. And then I hit it with a propane torch, you know, I put my respirator on because you can paint and all that, you know, not drug it. But anyway, burned it all up and made it look all cool and rustic. And then I uh, threw it on top of in front of the speakers, and it, it turned out pretty cool. Um, I think uh, we'll throw up a picture on Instagram or something to show you. It's not like it's not the coolest thing in the world, but it was like, you know, for like a quick like. Two-hour, three-hour project. It was kind of fun. Um, get my hands dirty. So that was exciting. And then before that, I changed the oil in my motorcycle and kind of rounded off a really important bolt. So uh, it's never going to get an oil filter again, which is awesome. So that's cool. Uh, but other than that, it's been pretty good. Pretty good over here with Jeff.
0: What did? How did? What did? What, how? Why? Though. Was it the...
1: <laughs> so. You know how aluminum and steel don't really get along, you know? Not specifically, no. Like, you know how, like, when you have an aluminum engine, a steel bolt in an aluminum engine, like, they kind of, like, get this, you know, like, phenomenon where they like to stick together pretty good. And when you have, Mm -hmm. like, a really undersized bolt and a really – and and I guess it hasn't been changed in, like, three or four years, and it's kind of seized on there, and then you take a propane torch to it, and then it doesn't come (sighs) loose – And it still doesn't come loose and you put a breaker bar on a 12 millimeter bolt and then it just rounds the entire bolt off and it's perfectly round now um you know how that happens well that happened to me and yeah that sucked and so i just hope my canon oil filter doesn't ever disintegrate well weld a nut on there that's what i was gonna say impact it off yeah i might do that we'll see you know
0: because i mean worst case it just breaks the interior threads on the actual like or snaps the bolt like and then you you gotta drill it and helicoil it it, through the engine like it's not a big deal
1: yeah that's way harder you know that's i mean that's a way easier fix than just leaving it um you know because when you stick a drill bit into a steel bolt with aluminum all around it it's not going to want to go into the aluminum it'll want to go into the harder metal right
0: Andy, do you have a snorkel? Cause I'm drowning in this sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> right, what? I'm already underwater. <laughs>
1: what? So, so yeah, I, you know, another thing, since I'm talking all about me right now, I'm going to keep talking about me and there. So I mentioned it earlier. I sat at, I, I got my Mustang going. I was so excited uh, to get my Mustang back on the road ish. And uh So this is like a a story of ups and downs, twists and turns. You guys won't even know what's going to happen. It's really exciting. So I uh, ordered this like, okay, so let me back up. My Mustang didn't pass DEQ, right? Registration's expired for a year. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of frantic. I'm like, okay, why isn't it passing? Jack it up. And there's a big hole in the tailpipe. And so when they're sticking their snorkel thing in there, they're not getting any readings. They're saying I have a big exhaust leak. Even though really it's behind the cats and I'm passing just fine, they they still can't get a reading. So I uh, proceed to, you know, I get my welder out and I'm welding everything up. And I get back there and there's still like nothing coming out of the exhaust pipe. And so I look at the tailpipe and there's big a little rustle in it. So I'm like, all right, ordered some steel tailpipes that are pre-bent on eBay. And in the meantime, I took Gorilla Tape and wrapped around this like... I don't know. It's like a six or eight inch long hole, four inches wide. So I just wrap it like eight times in gorilla tape around my tailpipe. That'll hold. And then we had a uh, I don't know if you guys heard of this. There's like this virus going around. Um, I, you know, it's pretty bad. So then DQ shut down, which is awesome. And, uh, and, and I guess eBay stopped shipping or something. Cause it's been like a month and a half anyway. Um, so I decided, DQ opened back up, and I'm almost at the year date where I can't renew my car without going in to DMV for re- uh, for like a new registration. So I go in on uh, Friday yesterday, and I uh, I go in and, and it's an hour and fifteen minute wait. I go to the Clackamas station, it's rat- snake through all these neighborhoods and shit, like, and so I'm sitting there with no radio because someone <laughs> took my antenna. <laughs> and sitting there, and I'm just like, this is great. Uh, you know, and uh and I'm worried the entire time like that gorilla tape's not gonna hold. I've been idling and driving this thing for how long? That's that adhesive's probably lifted by now. I get to the DEQ and I get to the thing and I'm like and it passes. And the guy's like, Can I get your card? I'm like, Yeah, cool. Okay, give him my card. It won't scan, won't scan. Magnet magnetic strips post. I give him my other card, that magnetic strips post. I'm like, you gotta be shitting me. I'm like, punch the card number and he's like, I don't have a keyboard. I'm like, what? Okay, use what? the chip reader. We don't have a chip reader. It's it's freaking Oregon DMV guys, like or DEQ. <laughs> you know, like we can't expect them to be that high tech. And so I'm like, okay, great. Uh, uh oh, and by the way, they decided that, um, and nowhere in the registration to say this, they can't give me tags there while I'm there. I'm like, okay, why? He's like, oh, it's too old. I'm like, it doesn't say anything about a freaking expiration date. It says within a year. He's like, oh, it's too old. I'm like, all right, whatever. So. I I dig around for cash. I have like I see twenty-four dollars and fifty cents and it's twenty-five dollars for the emissions test. I'm like, you've got to be shitting me. And so I empty my wallet onto his onto his counter and he's counting it out and I had exactly $25 and 50 cents. I'm like, okay, great. And I'm hoping this day is like this SOG is over. So I go on, I go home and I go to the website and I order my new tags. I'm all happy. And I look at my receipt and it says new registration 2021. And it's supposed to be a two-year registration. I'm like, they took, they took my year. previous expiration date and then just yep. added two years to it, which is a year from now. I'm like, so I just paid $175 for a freaking year. Yep. They tried to do that with my Sixer. I, I told they, them they did oh. it to me. Yep. Did you guys get any resolution on that?
2: No. Well, I ended up not registering it, and it hasn't had plates on it since it's been over there. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know they, they just told me, well, that you know, you were you were probably driving it the whole time, so we're just gonna
2: Yeah. Drive you. There's yep. just
0: nothing to do about it. That's the, when the your che- registration it. expired, you should have done it then.
2: Right. The cheaper route is to go to DMV and get new plates and then you get your two years again. Yep.
1: God, I hate these people. Yeah, well, you gotta pay for the plates.
2: Right, you right. No, you I, I
1: know them. this isn't a political podcast. Um, but I really, really hate everyone. Like I like <laughs> I like people. I, I think you want to say I
0: like the government incompetence, but you're like not yeah. everyone. Jeff, if you, you if know, you like, want
2: if you want to know how how bad state taxes are and 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 uh, fees in the state of Oregon, I'll tell you, my trip back from Oregon cost me an extra four hundred and forty dollars.
1: Ooh, you know when they're defunding the police, you know they really need to uh, ramp that uh, that revenue stream back up by giving uh, you know innocent. Uh, Mazda 3 drivers uh, drawing a ticket.
0: <laughs> That's crazy. A four, a five, almost $500 speeding ticket.
1: Was that a yeah, reckless it, driving it, it, at that
0: speed? I
2: shit you negative. It is cheaper to run a stop sign in the middle of downtown Portland than it is to go 15 over in the gorge. Done it. It's ridiculous. Man, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and, and mind you, as soon as you cross the border in Idaho, the speed limit goes up 10 miles an hour. So that would have only been a, a a five to 10 over not a 15 to 20 over
0: and then you go 10 minutes into idaho and it goes up another five as soon as you cross
2: cross idaho it goes from 70 in ontario to 80 in idaho and it goes 80 all the way till you get to caldwell caldwell through boise is 65 and then boise until salt lake city is 80
0: yeah it's crazy i mean when i was going uh and moving to texas it was As soon as I got out of Oregon, I started making time. Yep. The further you get away from the West Coast, the more time you can make. When we crossed the border back in uh, to Oregon coming back also, um, you know, we were used to going a certain pace all the way through, you know, Mm -hmm. California kind of started to slow us down a little bit. But man, we hit Portland and Oregon. And then really when we hit Eugene, Eugene just, oh man. If if it wasn't the speed limit, it was the drivers that were keeping yep. us at sixty. Yeah, which is fine for me in, in the big lane. truck. But yeah, Yep. that
2: that's what kills me. everybody sits in the left lane, you can't even pass. You know the people that well, are. It's,
0: it's the self-righteous Prius driver in the yeah. left lane that's like, you don't need to be doing more than five over. Well, that's my. Well, that sounds like it. my neighbor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not for you to police. Let let me do me. Yeah, I'll I'll accept the ticket if I if I do a thing. Fine. But
2: Right, exactly, yeah, and, and yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying I wasn't doing, and I know full well I was speeding, but doesn't make it right. But still, it's like, what well, it's my choice, not not Karen's choice in the Prius. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, kind of move us along. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't. I, I'm not moving us off of it. Just you know, uh, looking at the timestamp, uh, we have to talk about. Uh, the yes, Mustang have, because we have because we do have news that we actually care about, and I had I put it in for Jeff's intro, and it would make for a very odd episode if we skipped it.
1: It would, yeah. I've had that in the back of my mind while we were rambling. Um, well, that's
0: all we do is ramble, but we're good. At yeah, this is a ramble show
1: with a light news topic. So I think the most appropriate person uh, to cover this would be Andy, since he is probably the biggest fan of the Mach One on the podcast.
2: Well, I mean, we'd all kind of touched on this before in a in a prior episode, really. Yeah, we uh, made predictions and I we think we all made all... predictions on this and I think all of this hit valid points on what Ford is giving us.
1: Except the shaker hood.
2: Randy's prediction was a detuned GT350 motor.
0: Which kind of it is the kind... Coyote and not the uh what do they call that flat plane, the 5.2? The voodoo. The voodoo. So it's not a detuned voodoo. I was wrong. It's not about a
2: detuned that. voodoo, but it does have the the intake from the voodoo mm-hmm. for oil cooling purposes. I if I believe right. Well,
0: those can- are those are two different things that it has. It has. um Oh, let's see. It has the it has the oil cooling system, but it also has the intake. Plenum. No, oh, not plenum. Maybe it's the plenum intake I, manifold. I, the intake manifold, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it 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 is a little bit of both, right? But yeah, it is for
2: sure going to be the coyote still. Um, and they're still they're staying the same four hundred eighty horsepower at 7,000 7, RPM, which is still great. The same as same as the bullet, basically. And that was that was another prediction that we were talking about too is you know some more bullet but different you know handling aspects and aerodynamics and appearance obviously and that's the
0: thing is it comes with two two different types of suspension it's got the magneride shocks uh and like a like a beefier steering shaft and uh anti-roll bars and springs and blah 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 um but right. then there's also or you can uh yeah the performance pack too mm-hmm. also which uh uh, the handling package comes with 20-inch uh, versus 19-inch wheels and Michelin Pilot Cup Sport 2s or whatever uh, crazy uh, mm-hmm. sticky tires. So Jeff Jeff touched on it and I want to talk about the exterior package because that's really what this is, is especially since it doesn't have the 500 horsepower that some people thought it was going to have. This is much more equivalent to the bullet to Mach 1 in the 2001 to
2: 2003-4. It's a... Right. right. The main difference being the the bullet, the 01 bullet was underpowered compared to the Mach, the 304 Mach. The so Mach had the four valve head. Yeah, but... And 300 but
0: power. But on the track, it didn't make a huge difference, even in the quarter?
2: Not huge right not huge yeah, cause you had the more weight with the four b yeah
0: so it wasn't uh, there's there's a there's a famous article that compared a 99 cobra to an 01 bullet to an 03 mock when the Mach was contemporary and they're eerily close on a lot of stuff um
2: Yes, yeah, stock for stock they were very very and similar and this is
0: kind of going to be the same thing but this is going to be just that tick better, but a tick more ostentatious, which we we all predicted that and we were all right about that. Now, Jeff was Mm -hmm. the one who was the most kind of outspokenly, uh, not anti-mock, but less a fan of the bright colors. Um, So Jeff, Mm -hmm. looking through these colors, the iconic silver, Oxford white, shadow black, twister orange, velocity blue, race red, grabber yellow, jet gray, what do you think of these colors? Did, did they, do they look good on this car? Some of them, none of them.
1: You know, I, 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 don't mind the white. Um, I think it looks okay. Um, the solar is all right. The blue is a little much. I mean, that's just, you know, um, kind of my taste, you know, I, I do have a Fox body with white and blue stripes, which is, which is pretty often in itself, but, um, that uh, that being said, I really like the, the the decal package they did on this it's pretty understated. Uh, I, I'm looking at the one right now that's uh, it's white with a lower balance stripe that's black with some uh, some orange uh, accents which I actually actually really like I think that looks pretty good. Um, but I also do I'm, I'm much more akin liking the bullet uh, design language much more subtle, much more uh, understated kind of. Uh, something that doesn't stand out too much, but still delivers a good performance package. Uh, uh, yeah, understated styling is, is more my thing, but these these still look really good. I don't like the faux uh, fog lights, though. I think that could go away. Are you aware
0: that those are functional? You can take the... They're plugs that you can take out for improved cooling on track days?
1: Oh,
2: yeah, I didn't so know that. that does yep. help. Yep, that's like... That's what... that's They took that from the boss.
0: Yeah, did the bosses come out like that? Huh? Yep,
2: yep, boss, yeah, boss had those, so you take their functional.
0: Now, speaking of functional, this is missing something function, functional, and I want to come back kind of to Andy. I want you to, you know, you are, again, I'm kind of in the middle. I like mocks. It's If I'm going to get another new edge, it'll be a mock. But um, what do you think of the overall exterior styling and then help us touch on how important the shaker hood is that it's lacking. So what do you think of it overall? I'm, overall, it looks really good. I'm
2: disappointed as I'm sure you are that it's missing a shaker because that's a mock. That's what makes a mock a mock is that iconic shaker hood. You know, the, I think the the stripe package that they kind of put on the hood looks decent. It's not my favorite. It would
0: look better if it was over the shaker.
2: Look over the shaker would look amazing now being the mustang aftermarket is what it is i don't think it'll take long and somebody will have a mock you know a shaker hood for days it. days after i shipping. don't think i could...
0: mean someone's gonna have it ready in their garage yeah. oh yeah yeah
2: exactly it's it's not gonna take long there will be some aftermarket solution for it, which will be great. I'm just disappointed Ford didn't do it because they did it on the. What do you O3 think of, the,
0: of like the front and rear fascia oh. and the the kind of matte black for uh, for the choice on all the uh, the spoiler and the and the uh, front front splitter and stuff. I think
2: I think it looks great. Looking at the you know the my two choices for color wise would be that you know the closest you could get to the Grabber blue. Um, I don't know what they're calling it on this year now. That of the it's twister a, orange, velocity. both look really good. Is it velocity? Yeah, I, I think that looks really good with all the matte black on it, and I think the twister orange looks good. Um, I think I would definitely order it with the performance pack two, so that you get the the Shelby rear diffuser with it as well.
0: Yeah, those thing is uh, the silver comes with some different uh, some different pieces. Right, I, yeah,
2: I believe the silver is the only one you can get. One of them, it might be the silver. It's the only one you can get with the orange like accent pinstripe.
0: Yes, I do believe that is that is correct. But that, yeah, this, the, I'm not big on the orange pinstripe. the <laughs> The silver
2: and black looks good, but I think I would go velocity blue with a twister orange.
1: I I actually kind of like the orange pinstripe. I don't know. Uh why there's there's been a lot of that done on kind of the resto mod thing and i I would never do it on my cars because i probably wouldn't own a traditional like resto mod style car or that kind of car but i think it gives it a little something extra like if you if you had like a gunmetal gray and a black car with that that orange stripe kind of giving it some definition i think it looks good on the white car i probably wouldn't do it on like a blue car but uh, like a white car or like a or shades of gray car Um, you know, gray, black, uh, you know, something like that. I think it fits.
2: Yeah, it does look good. And I've I've seen a couple GT350s. um, There's one running around town here. That's the, um, it's magnetic. The silver magnetic is the base color and it's got a flat black stripe and it's got a red pinstripe next to it. And that actually looks really good.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gives a little, some definition, I guess. Yeah. So, um, speaking of, Ford. Uh, I'm going to transition us into talking quickly about the 2021 Ford Bronco. There mm. are some pictures now floating around. I'm sure many people have seen of the new uh, updated uh, Bronco styling. Uh, whether, uh, whether they're just renderings or not, I believe this to be the final kind of design that, that Ford is going with based on the pictures I've seen. Um, what do you guys think so far of the Bronco styling?
0: I've been up and down on it. What I really liked was the original, um, an original rendering that was made, oh, closer to 2010. Um, And when I first started seeing pictures, you know, and what people thought it was going to look like based on camo and and stuff uh, and looking at the Bronco Sport, Uh, sneak pictures that we had a while back I was starting to worry quite a bit but uh, Motor One has an article uh, 2021 Ford Bronco everything we know and there seems to be a picture of a early production or pre-production Bronco in a shop Um, um, and if that is what it looks like that is a lot closer to to the style of the concept which i was a a huge fan of and still am this i would i would probably be able to get behind i'm i'm so worried about it being a ford fj cruiser that uh that was that was gonna be a problem two windshield wipers or none none at all yeah yeah
2: are you talking about the black one it looks like it's in that uh, shop.
0: It's the one I'm seeing is white with a black top. I didn't see that. I might one. be looking at different ones.
1: Yeah, there's also another one I sent you guys that is a uh, it's like a blue, dark blue color. Uh, that oh. one is, I believe, a rendering, but it looks pretty good too. It,
0: the blue one looks pretty that's neat. the thing, is, there's such, such imperfect uh, stuff about it yet. Um, that it's it's just hard to tell. I'm I'm gonna keep my uh, my eye on this space because this is something that in well in you know six or seven years I I might pick one up uh, on the used market. Uh, I'm not paying fifty five thousand dollars for a car, but that's uh, no. <laughs> another thing. Is I worry if this is supposed to compete with the Wrangler and uh, it is clearly is if it's gonna have that Wrangler price bloat. This seems like it's going to sit more like a like a Land Rover competitor. Just looking at it and knowing how Ford does their their interiors and their technology and stuff, I don't know that they can. That Ford is capable of producing a Wrangler fighter that isn't nice, if you know what I mean. Like a Wrangler has always been a utilitarian tool. And I just don't think the Bronco and even the old Broncos weren't that they were a much more civilized off-road vehicle. Am I am I completely insane in thinking that this Bronco is going to have way more creature comforts and bells and whistles than its its uh, Wrangler competitors?
2: I think it will. I think I think it definitely will. Wranglers kind of. You know, not
0: not very I'd say more high end. Definitely, Toyota Land Cruiser, like a smaller version of the Land Cruiser. Yeah, because Mini is Cruiser is big. Like a Toyota Land Cruiser is a massive, massive thing, but they're very is big. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I consider this more right. They that are. or like a Land Rover Discovery competitor. It's kind
2: of a baby cruiser. Yeah, Discovery would be yeah uh, in that realm.
0: Is that where we want to see it or do we want to see a more stripped down version?
2: I don't want to see, I don't want to see it in the realm of discovery simply because you're, you're talking, you know, the price point for what you're getting at that point is just so expensive and nobody's, you're, you're eliminating a huge part of the market at that point too of people who are going to actually use them. Whereas then you're, you're kind of going towards discovery and away from Wrangler competition you know you're going more on road luxury cruiser that's capable somewhat off-road versus off-road totally capable on road all the time you know if that makes sense
0: okay i'm sure that uh we'll just call jeff the atlantic right now because he's going to be a saltwater ocean but what what do you what do you think bud (laughs) here comes the
1: salty dog you know it really depends a lot to me on what the final design ends up being. Uh, these renderings, they have some discrepancies between the two, but they look pretty similar. I think that I, hmm, I'm OK with the way they're going if the renderings are indicative of their final design.
0: Does that just mean that um, it'll come out and you won't yell and scream and be mad? Is that, is that the best they can wish for?
1: Yeah. No. I'm, not like, I'm not enthusiastic. No. Yeah. I think I'm not, I think that's the best at this point I that they can hope for, for from me is uh, that, you know, they didn't, they did okay. You know, they, they brought best a name. Huh?
0: Best case. Me.
1: Yeah. Best case. I think, you know, if the design that I really liked uh, is the one that was been floating around for the last two or three years where it was kind of a good combination of a full size and a small Bronco. Um, That I think was an artist's uh, rendition of the Bronco, and I really liked that. This one is more of a, of a uh, homage to the original, and kind of takes aim at Jeep. I think um, it's it's it'll be interesting to see how it how it does. I, I'm not I'm not excited about it because I know I won't be able to afford it, but I'm also you know. I don't know i'm still rooting for ford to pull something out and it, it will be cool you know with time kind of like when the newest uh this latest mustang came out i really didn't like the quote unquote facelift from the 2015 i still really don't but i think they've done enough uh treatments with the fascia on the new mustang and in like the gt350 where it can really look good in some cases and i hope that's kind of what happens with the bronco that they start offering, you know, maybe like a trail package or a, you know, yeah. raptor yeah. version, something like that, where it kind of brings bring something more to the table than just kind of a bland shot at Jeep, trying to take some of that market share, um, trying you- to resurrect yeah. something that was really an iconic name and bring it back into something just for marketing and sales purposes. But that's me getting bitter again. kind not too.
2: And I, I, I kind of think that I, I would hope that's the plan too is, you know, roll it out the first year or two and then roll out packages, you know, trail packages and stuff like that. Because, like, look, it's like the Ranger, you know, we're not getting the Raptor Ranger here, obviously, but like, it just looks like they rolled that out as a, as a, just a competitor for like the Colorado, just for that, that reason only. And like, to me, what's the point? You know, if you put a, you know, like the new Ranger next to an F 150, Price wise and size wise, it's not much smaller for almost the same price. So it's that kind of became a why even do it thing. And I'm hoping there's more forethought into the Bronco than they did with the Ranger.
1: Ford Ford really seems to be and not to really throw them under the bus because I've always been a kind of a Ford guy, uh, but they really seem to be doing the Me Too thing. Yeah, uh, more than they should. And I don't mean anything. I, I mean like we're. I'm trying to say like. Uh, you guys made a product. We're going to make it too. Uh, kind of thing. You know, we're, we're, you know, Oh, Oh, Chevy's doing this. We better do the same thing uh, and get part of that market share. They're not really coming up with anything visionary. It's kind of like them doing this whole Mach E thing, this Mustang uh, electric SUV, which just, you know, doesn't, Yeah. I don't know. I can go on a rant for hours about how distasteful and, upsetting it is to see them lack creativity did they did. and used and used iconic uh, names and things to sell product that is inferior in many ways. But but that's that's everyone. Look at
0: look at the Chevy Malibu. Is that really yeah. fair to harken back to the Chevy no. Malibu of old?
1: No, and it's not it's not just isolated. What about before. the
0: Dodge Dart?
1: I was just yeah. gonna bring up the Dart no it's it's not isolated to Ford and unfortunately the whole market's doing it. Doesn't that's make just it okay a market any. trend right now. Yeah, I mean, doesn't I bet it doesn't make it okay I, to me.
0: I bet you I could name every brand that's done that. What about the new Eclipse? What about the upcoming uh, Mitsubishi Evo SUV? The Blazer. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 just, it's the state of where we are in car manufacturing and, um, and probably not even isolated cars. This probably branches out to other know apple iphone uh gonna lose some followers with that but kind of the same thing you know let's rehash some some old shit and you know put our name on it people buy it just because it's got ford on the on the on the uh on the front end of the car and uh you know oh it's i'm driving a chevy blazer well really you're not you're driving a minivan but it's got a logo on it that says blazer not really I'm what a Blazer's you, ever been. But. I'll
0: uh, I'll put a little bit of a bright spot in before we close out. <laughs> Sorry. Are, no, no, it's okay. We are <laughs> we're going in the right direction with some things. I mean, EVs, although different, we're talking instant torque from zero RPMs. Electric is fun. Go, go to a go-kart track and then go to something like K1 or pole position and try out the electric go-karts. Man, they're fun. Oh, and yeah. Then you look at the new Explorer that they went from a rear drive platform to a front and now back to a proper rear drive SUV platform. Mm-hmm. So that means that they're, they're trying. They're taking something that is already problematic efficiency-wise, and then they went ahead and made it rear drive anyway. It was initially for the Lincoln, but the fact that they are using that architecture and they're okay with losing a little bit of mileage to have a proper vehicle is heartening to me, and I'm seeing that in other places too. So, you know, it's not all bad. But you know, also I'm not going to paint uh, daisies on a cow turd. So, <laughs> um, the one last thing we're just gonna just gonna touch and go. Uh, they did move back the release date for the Bronco to July 13th. <laughs> Because um, releasing a white Bronco on O.J.'s birthday on July ninth, maybe not the best call.
2: <laughs> who, yeah. did, who didn't check that date first? It probably got fired.
0: Yeah, it's just not something they think they think to check for. But Reddit will check for it if, for if sure. Reddit
2: will check everything for you. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. data data mining all in one place. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean. This is, this is a great day. I made muddy buddies with my kids. Uh, Jeff got his uh, antenna back. I mean, or this is this is all. And uh, Andy got to uh, finish his prank on Jeff, which he, I've made him wait a week. I told him he had to wait for the the podcast, wait for the episode. Yep. So he finally got to cross that one off after nearly a week of uh, that was of work. that
1: was a lot of planning, guys. You know, I'm really <laughs> impressed. <laughs>
0: That was really difficult for me not to text him and go, just tell him I want to see him react. Patience, <laughs> But I knew it would be good on here, and that was fun. And it's all in good fun. We, that's, I made the effort to make sure that we didn't actually take his antenna. I wanted it to be here so that he had it. Uh, you know, I tried to make it as harmless as possible because uh, as much as we hate Jeff, we are his friend. Um, <laughs> So yeah, um, I know
1: Andy would have actually taken it to Idaho with him and would see, have been totally cool with that. I'm glad there was one voice <laughs> of reason. I, I would
2: have, I would have taken it and then bought you a new one off eBay and shipped it to you just because. Yeah, that's what he would have done. That's what I
1: would, I would have been, done. So I would, I would have, have had three antennas one. now. Is what you're saying? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well. Um, uh, moving back to the, to the to the script so we can uh, all go to bed. Uh, this brings us to the end of our 22nd episode of Garage Night. Thank you for listening.
1: Yeah, so uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Garage Night or email us at Network at outlook.com. And also check out our family of other shows at tinydogpodcast.com. Yes, definitely.
2: And feedback is always welcome. Definitely,
1: uh, quick readings, everything. Uh, check us out
2: iTunes or you know wherever you get your podcast from, uh, Amazon. Uh, feedback is always welcome.
0: And without uh, any further ado, from all of us here, we would like to wish you a very good night. <laughs> Is there a word for love and hate at the same time? Because that's how I feel about you guys.
2: (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Garage Night podcast. A special thanks for Jeff Tracy and Annie Tamlin for joining the show this week. Until next week, keep turning wrenches.
1: i do have the mock one popped up okay okay yep oh good timing
0: all right well i'm gonna go to the script
1: and whenever you guys are ready what animal noise are we gonna hear tonight
0: Uh, no 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 he doesn't say he doesn't say i'm just gonna Mm. count us in and he'll make a noise and we won't comment on it and we will just continue through that's that's the new life of the show that's gonna be a thing Mm. No, we don't want an actual no. animal noise. Just Andy. Okay, you sh- you shush. I love you. I love you, but you shush.
1: Don't talk to me that way. <laughs>
0: well, I'm, I'm going to mute your mic anyway, so it's fine.
1: Perfect. <laughs> BJ Khaled. <Callen. laughs> <laughs>
0: Well that'll go at the end of the episode. So three <laughs> two one Honeybad, you don't care.